The physical changes are secondary. It's the mental transformation that gets people hooked on health and fitness. Welcome to the Mental Reps Podcast, where you've come to grow your mind in order to transform your body. I'm your host, Deanna. Let's dive right in. Oh, it feels so good to be back on the mic after a little bit of a hiatus, a one-week break, if you will, a little breather on my end. I am pumped to be back recording for the MRP and all my MRPers out there ready to listen, ready to learn, ready to dive right the heck in. So I do apologize for a little bit of a break. Uh, I went on about a one-week hiatus of recording, and I do my best to give you guys new content and record for you every single week. Every Thursday, release a new episode. But every now and then, especially if you've been listening to the show, you know My life has gotten a little bit crazy over the past few weeks and will be a lot a bit crazy over the next few weeks. So anyone else out there with like a busy season, a lot going on right now, I am right there with you. So this past weekend, I was in West Palm Beach, Florida for my best friend Caitlin's bachelorette weekend. And it was incredible. It was, I mean, great weather. The beach was unreal. We threw like this really awesome pool party at the Airbnb. It was just It was amazing. It was awesome to get to celebrate her and be there with everyone. I loved it. So we were there from Thursday through Sunday. And I don't know if any of my other fellow introvert slash extrovert kind of people can relate. Uh, Love those events. Love being around people. Love the community and the connection. And my social battery just drains so damn fast that I need to like hibernate for a month after doing things like that. So it's it's kind of a mix, like I said, introverted, but also extroverted, but also need to just be by myself, by my lonesome for a little while. So hence the uh, lack of an episode last week. I knew if I had tried to record for you guys, it would have been a half of a brain cell trying to spit out a half of a thought that I had. And that's not fair to any of my loyal listeners out there. So I appreciate you guys so stinking much and wanted to just continuously update you guys with a little life update to fill you in on what the heck is going on in the world of Deanna over here. So last weekend was the bachelorette weekend. This weekend coming up, I will be out of town again for Zach, my boyfriend's bodybuilding show. And it's not too far out of town. I think it's like maybe an hour and a half or so. Um, But we are going to be doing an Airbnb for the weekend for any bodybuilders out there, anyone who's had friends or family compete in shows. There's a lot that goes into it and like the tanning and the meals and just the preparation, you know, prejudging finals. It's it's a whole extravaganza. So we will be out of town for this coming weekend again. Uh, And I'm, I'm just... I'm stoked for him. It's it's peak week this week as I'm recording this episode and to watch him go through, I mean, the last bunch of months of prep and then specifically this week and just all the hard work he's put in. I mean, anyone who knows any competitors out there, you guys get it. It's a lot. And I'm just, I'm excited for him to freaking step on stage and crush it and celebrate and just, I don't know, all your hard work just up there to show. And it's, it's going to be really freaking cool. So I've got that going on this coming weekend. Then we'll be back uh, in at home, back at home after that. And then the following weekend, we are headed off to St. Louis, Missouri for First Form Summer Smash weekend, which I have never gone to Summer Smash. I am so incredibly excited. I don't even really know what to expect. I just know it's going to be epic. I know it's going to be unreal. I know I'm going to be around some of the most incredible human beings and get to hear some incredible stories and hopefully connect with, honestly, a lot of people who I look up to and admire so wholeheartedly that that weekend is Oh, I have chills. I have chills just thinking about that weekend. So that'll be the first weekend of June. So we will be gone again. 
from a Thursday to a Sunday. So I think it's June 1st through June 4th. And then the day we return home, we will be going straight to sleep because the next day, June 5th, we are packing up and moving out of our apartment into our new apartment, which will be interesting to say the least interesting to say the least it's just zach and i packing up moving out we don't have movers or anything like that you know ego one and ego two we're like we could do this ourselves we don't need help we got this and as it's getting closer i'm like holy fuck, we don't got this <laughs> we we do not have this there's gonna be a lot that goes into that day as well but super excited it's all really really awesome stuff so after we move in we'll be settled for about a week or so maybe even less than a week then we are driving back up to connecticut uh for a bunch of different events going on in the month of june my little brother will be graduating high school which will be awesome my best friend caitlin who's bachelor i was just at is getting married in the middle of june so we'll do that and then zach potentially has another show at the end of june before we head to jersey with my family for a little family vacation for the 4th of July. So if anyone out there is taking notes, did you get all that? Did you get all the craziness that is going on? That is my little my little life update for you guys. It was The Bachelorette, then Zach's show, then Summer Smash, then we're moving, then we're driving back up to Connecticut, then we've got a graduation, then we've got a wedding, then we've got another show, then we've got vacation. Whew. So basically, if you don't hear from me until the middle of July when all of that is done so, you will know why. So like I said earlier, for anyone out there going through a busy season, we are in this together. So I don't know if you need to message me. We'll hold each other accountable to not go absolutely insane and start pulling my hair out of my head. But I definitely need a little bit of support during this time. And I'm leaning on you guys, my fam over here, just to be able to continuously push me through because as a girl who never has plans, I've got one too many plans going on these next couple of weeks. And I'm super grateful for it. I'm super grateful. And I'm really excited to be able to just try to be as present as possible through each of these events, each of these memories, because they're going to fly by. And then, you know, come August to September, I'm going to be like, I've got nothing going on. I've got nothing to do. I wish I this, that, the other thing. So trying to soak it in, trying to be as present as possible through some pretty big life changes, life events, and things popping up in the very near future. But that, that is a enough about me. I always like to give you guys a little life update so that it isn't just straight tough love, discipline, workouts, mindset, da, 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 da for this show, right? We got to get a little bit of everything in here. But for today, we are definitely not talking about me and my life and what's going on. We are talking about fitness. We are talking about mindset shifts that have helped me see the most progress. And these are not just shifts as far as the gym goes or workouts go. These are mental shifts that have allowed me to you know, progress much further, much faster, and a lot more enjoyable than when I had first started my fitness journey. Because if you guys are here, you're listening, you've been listening to the show, or maybe you're brand new and this is your first episode, and you're like, why is this crazy girl talking a mile a minute and talking about herself? We will get to the point. I pinky pinky promise this journey, this whole fitness thing is way more mental than it is physical. And when your brain is constantly fighting your body and you're at war with yourself the entire time, it sucks. It's miserable. It's not fun. And worst of all, through all of that time, through that journey, you don't seem to really make any progress from all the work that you are putting in because the physical keeps going. The physical work is there. The effort is there. The workouts are there. The blood, sweat, tears, it's there. But if your brain is fighting against it and it's saying the opposite, it's thinking the opposite, it's forcing you to do these things that are totally not in line with all the physical work you're putting in, 
holy shit, it's only a matter of time until you quit. It's only a matter of time until you give up and you hate this and you look around saying, wow, the fuck does anybody do this? This sucks. And that is not where I want any of you to be because I have been there. I have been there. I have quit. I have hated it. I have resented it. I have done all of the things because my brain and my body were not on the same page. So throughout my many, many, many years in fitness, both, you know, as an athlete, as a gymnast growing up, and then more of like in the bodybuilding space, kind of as I am now, um, I've had a few pretty vital mental shifts that have helped me honestly night and day, total 180 perspective shift in my journey. And it's helped me to not just see physical progress a a lot faster, uh, but truly allowed me to change and manipulate how much I really do enjoy all of this. Enjoy this process. Enjoy the craziness of the day-to-day. Enjoy the craziness of the next couple of weeks of my life. Just knowing like my mind is so rock solid in the way that I think in my actions and my routines. Like I'm not worried about anything. I'm excited. I'm I'm a little stressed for sure, but I'm excited because of these mental shifts and because of the way I've been able to kind of manipulate my brain and learn and grow and educate myself through honestly a hell of a lot of experience, a hell of a lot of failures, a hell of a lot of what the fuck am I doing? And that is the purpose of me sharing each of these things with you guys. Because you don't need to go through all of that shit. You don't need to go through being a a gymnast for 18 years to learn some of the lessons that I've learned from my coaches during that time. You don't need to be, you know, the, the smallest, skinniest, frailest version of you that I was a few years ago in order to learn that that's not the right way to go about things, right? I want to teach and educate you guys and, you know, give you this wisdom that I have gained so that you can skip over that part and you can get to the good shit. Because I don't know if anybody out there kind of feels like, how how are others so committed? How are others still doing this thing? How do others actually enjoy this? Like, this is crazy. I hate this crap. Or, or maybe you don't understand. You have that one friend who does go to the gym every day. And it's like, you just, you don't see that for yourself. You don't see you being that person. And maybe you can force it for a little bit. But with that force comes a lot of hate and a lot of resistance. And then eventually you kind of give in. Does that sound like anybody out there? If it does, it's normal. It's normal. I've been there. We've all been there. And hopefully these mental shifts that I'm about to kind of go through um, will help you to be able to actually enjoy, like, love even, your fitness journey. Love this journey as a whole. Okay? It's and it's not going to be easy. There's there's a big difference here. Enjoying it. It's good. It's great. I love it. That doesn't mean it's always fun. That doesn't mean it's always easy. That doesn't mean it's a walk in the park. It doesn't mean that every day you wake up enjoying it, but you wake up and appreciate it. And you learn to create the routines necessary to follow through over and over and over again, where it's not a force. It's not a hate. It's not, you know, totally out of your control, whether you see progress or not. It's in your control. And it comes down to your thoughts, your behaviors, your patterns, and building a sustainable practice within your health and fitness routine. So let's dive into these mental shifts that have really helped me see the biggest difference. Mindset shift number one, and these are in no particular order. I have about eight or nine here that I really wanted to go through, and they're all equally as important. They've all equally allowed me to see progress way quicker than I have in the past. And first one is meals over snacks. Meals over snacks. I was the person who, nah, I'm not really hungry for that chicken dinner. Or I'm not really hungry for lunch. I'll just have a snack. 
I'll just grab a bite of this. I'll just have a handful of that. I'll just eat this. I'll just da 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 da. And then all of a sudden, I've now consumed probably double the amount of calories in shit food, snacks, bites, treats, grabbing this handful of that than if I were to just have had the meal that I was supposed to have. Your calorie consumption almost 90% of the time is the exact same or more when you are mindlessly snacking versus having the meal. You are not saving yourself any calories. You are not saving yourself any progress. You are not saving yourself any good at all by opting for a snack over a meal. And I had someone at some point in my my journey, I think this was possibly when I was in training for to become a personal trainer like in person, um, where the guy, I forget his name, He had said something along the lines of like, what the fuck is a snack? Like, what is a snack? If you're opening your mouth and food is going in, it needs to be food. It needs to be a meal. And if you're not hungry for a meal, you ain't hungry for a snack. I was like, oh, fuck. As I was sitting there eating like my little trail mix that I packed with me, my little snack. I'm like, damn. He's like, I I don't feed my kids snacks. Like nobody needs a snack. If you're hungry, we're having protein. We're having carbs. We're having veggies. We're having a meal. And if you're not hungry, we're not putting shit food in our body just because. I was like, oh, and I like to this day, this was years ago. I still remember him saying that because I'm like, you're so right. If you're not hungry for actual food, you don't need a snack. You don't need to mindlessly eat something. You don't need to mindlessly chew on blank or grab a bite of this or stick your hand in the bag of granola for what? And I got to a point in my journey, this was back when I was kind of in that restrictive eating behavior kind of pattern with my calories where I used to think that like, ooh, the meal of chicken, rice, and broccoli, like that's too calorically dense. I'll save a few calories by just having like this protein bar instead or just having this little handful of granola. But what happens is now I had that little handful of granola. I'm not full. I'm not even close to full. So then one handful turns to two. And then I say, okay, I can't have any more of the granola, but I am still a little bit hungry. So let me pick on a few of these blueberries. Okay, I had a few blueberries. I'm still kind of hungry. All right, let's have, you know, the, this pack of fruit snacks. And then I'll have this, this handful of trail mix. And then all of a sudden, the granola, the fruit snacks, the trail mix, the blueberries were more calories than if I had just sat down and had the chicken, rice, and broccoli. And guess what? my body is going to see a lot better progress with the chicken, rice, and broccoli because the protein is going to allow me to build and retain my muscle. The carbs are actually going to keep me full, satisfied, and energized. And then the broccoli, we got some micronutrients so that I stay healthy versus the mindless snacking of garbage thinking, oh, I didn't even, I skipped lunch today. Like, no, bitch, you didn't skip lunch. You actually had more calories in bullshit than if you had just sat down and actually ate lunch. So in your journey, meals, over snacks and they can be small meals, right? A meal of chicken, rice, and broccoli could actually be two to 300 calories. Like the protein bar that you just ate was probably more calories than that. So you're getting a lot more volume in that whole meal. You're getting food that your body is a very easy time and wants to break down and digest and use. And you're going to stay full a whole lot longer than just mindlessly snacking on bullshit. So personally speaking, I like to have about five meals a day. None of them are snacks. They all have a protein in them. They all have a carb. They all have a veggie. They all have a fat. They are smaller because I'm eating so frequently versus if someone would only eat two to three times a day, but they are all meal based versus just randomly picking on bullshit. And that was a huge shift for me where I'm like, I used to snack all the time. I always ate breakfast because I love breakfast. And I usually always had dinner because I don't know, I always felt like there needed to be a meal at dinner time. But like all of the hours in between were kind of just mindlessly snacking on crap because it wasn't keeping me full. And then I would go back for more. And then I said, oh, I kind of skipped lunch. I'll have this snack instead. But I didn't skip lunch because I did eat all those calories. So 
when it comes to progress in your journey, not just from a caloric standpoint, but from an overall body composition standpoint, muscle, losing body fat, looking lean, looking toned, having definition, eat meals over snacks. Find what works for you, four, five, six plus, I don't care how many times you eat a day, but make sure they are meal oriented and not snack oriented. Mindset shift number two is that your body changes as it should as it should. We cannot expect the same physique of ourselves that we had five years ago, that we had 10 years ago, that we had back in high school. Like your body changes. Everything in life changes. Why should your body be the only thing that doesn't? That doesn't make sense. So looking back on pictures from high school, or, you know, maybe if you are a little older, you've got kids, you've got this looking back on, you know, where you were in college, like your body's not the same. Your life is not the same. Your routines are not the same. Your body composition is not the same. Nothing about you is the same as you were five years ago. So we can look back on pictures. We can reflect. We can say, oh, I used to have, you know, better leg muscles then, or I had abs then, whatever. But to think that your body is going to be an exact replica of where it was way back in the day, whatever you're visualizing is ridiculous. And this was something that stalled my progress for so fucking long because I was so tied to a specific number on the scale because that number on the scale was when I had felt good in that moment. So for example, let's use, I don't know, 100 pounds just because it's an even number. Say, for example, 100 pounds was when you felt your best, you looked your best, you went back on pictures and you felt good, you this, you that, whatever. And now you're at 112 pounds and your brain then goes, I need to lose 12 pounds. I need to lose 12 pounds. I can't be happy till I lose 12 pounds. I have to do this. I have to do that. Da, 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 da. You get so focused on losing 12 pounds that 99% of the time, you're actually probably going to wind up looking worse than you did because the tactics that you're going to take in order to drastically lose those 12 pounds, you're going to lose muscle mass. You're going to be left with more body fat. You're not going to be happy at that hundred pounds. And I guarantee it's not going to look the same as it did when you're back visualizing it. So for me specifically, I was very stuck on, I think I was probably around like hundred and eight or nine pounds in college as a gymnast, really small, like very, very little. I remember thinking that was the weight I had to get back to in order to feel confident, in order to look good. So post college, graduation, whatever, uh, going through COVID and gaining some weight. And I was working out all of the time in a friend of mine's uh, garage gym. I was lifting a fuck ton more than I ever had in my life, eating more than I had in my entire life. And the scale was climbing. I remember weighing in one day, it was like 125 pounds maybe. And like, I almost bust out in tears. I literally almost started crying on the scale because how the fuck did I, you know, let myself go from 108 pounds to 125 pounds? Like, how is that possible? I gained almost 20 pounds. Like I could not wrap my brain around it. And I became so hyper fixated on chiseling myself back down to 108 pounds. Guys, that makes no sense. I just said, I've been lifting a ton. I put on a ton of muscle. I've been eating more than I have. My body to get back to 108 pounds would basically need to wipe all of that work that I just put in, lose all of my muscle and go back to being a very, very skinny, tiny version of me. So to tie myself and to think that my body wasn't gonna change is ridiculous. I weigh way more than 108 pounds right now in my current physique. And I look 1,005% better than I did back in you know my gymnastics college days. I have way more muscle mass on me. I have way less body fat on me now than I did at a smaller weight. And my overall body composition and physique is incredibly more impressive than just small and little in college doing gymnastics. Okay. Like 
I had to be okay with it changing. I had to be okay that old clothes didn't fit me the way that they used to. I had to be okay throwing out pairs of shorts because my ass didn't fit in them anymore. Like I had to be okay with that because your body has to change if you want it to change. If you're not okay with staying put exactly as you are, you have to expect things to move. And sometimes guys, that means the scale is going to go up. For me personally, that's exactly what happened. And of course I freaked out because every girl does. Who wants to gain weight? Not me, right? That was my mindset. Oh my gosh, I gained weight. I must've gained fat. And it was really honestly the opposite. I gained probably a little bit of fat, but I gained a fuck ton of muscle. So when I got to that realization where 125 pounds, like, okay, like we're not fat, we're not overweight, we're not this, we're not that. I had to really talk myself out of this totally warped perception and get to a place where I was proud of the muscle that I built. And maybe I did want to lose a little bit of body fat that I had put on on top of that, but I was left then out of physique, maybe at 120 pounds, you know, lost five pounds of fat. That was astronomically more impressive than the 108 pounds that I was in college. And I know that these numbers mean pretty much nothing to anyone out there. And they're not about the numbers. It's about the perspective shift. Your body has to change. The number has to change. We have to be okay seeing things fit different, move different, look different if overall your goals for your body are not how they currently are right now. And honestly, I wish that somebody told me this because I I fought the internal battle. I didn't tell anybody I was miserable. I didn't tell anybody I was losing my mind. I didn't tell anybody that I, you know, all, all of a sudden started doing a fuck ton of cardio during COVID because I stepped on the scale that day and freak, freaked out. I didn't say that to anybody because I thought people would think that I'm crazy. And guess what? I probably was being crazy, but I kept it all inside. I bottled it up. And I think if I had had that conversation with anybody and started to logically think about, hmm, why do we think the scale is up. Why do we think that this, why do we think that that, and also started to recognize, holy shit, I'm lifting more than I ever have. I'm stronger than I ever have. My legs look better than they ever have. Seeing the scale go up didn't need to be this negative thing. And it was, it was so, so negative because I didn't want the number to change, but I wanted my body to change. And the two of those things don't relate. They don't go hand in hand. If you want to change in your physique, you have to be willing to have the scale change. And usually that means for anyone out there who wants to be more toned, more defined, see more muscle definition, you got to put on muscle in order to have muscle definition. Scale's got to come up in order for that to happen. And then you can work on lowering it back down a little bit with just kind of calorie deficit, those types of things, whatever. But I fought the internal battle. I thought, you know, cardio had to be the answer. Let me eat less. Let me do that. Like I, I went on a journey of like trying to lose weight to get back to like 108 pounds, which sounds so freaking crazy. Um, until I started to hit a wall and realize like, holy shit. And I've talked about this a little bit as well in other episodes, but your body has to change. And if you're struggling to figure out exactly what that looks like, that's also where a coach accountability, some sort of professional who can tell you these things and allow your brain to have some ease of mind, ease of, or peace of mind rather, um, is going to be really, really helpful. And honestly, during that time, I wish I had that. Mindset shift number three, the small things matter. The small shit matters. When it feels like well, what's the point of blank? It's so small. It's so little. It matters the most. When you know your step goal every day is 10,000 steps and you're at 9,852 and you say, well, what the fuck's the point of 150, 150 steps? Who cares? It matters. It matters. You should care. It will make a difference. Repeat, repeat, repeat. Those types of things will push you from good results to great, great to exceptional and exceptional to holy fuck, that girl looks incredible. It's not about the big things. It's about the small ones because the small ones are the things that everyone neglects. 
They think they don't matter. They think it doesn't, who cares? It's not important. I got my workout in. What does it matter how much I this, how much I that? It fucking matters. I'm talking steps, water, sleep, recovery, one bite or snack, one piece of this, the small things matter. The small things compound over time. And when you're doing the small things right, that compound interest, that progress you're making pushes you over the edge. Good to great, great to exceptional, et cetera, et cetera. When you're not doing them, it keeps you put exactly where you are and usually leads to a fuck ton of frustration. I'm hitting my workouts, but I'm not seeing a difference. I I ate really healthy, but I'm not feeling any different. I did this, this, and this, but I'm not losing any weight. Okay. Well, what about the other things? What about the small stuff? You made it to the gym five times this week. That is awesome. That is a huge pat yourself on the back. What did your steps look like every day? Ooh. Okay. How much water did you drink every day? Okay. How long did you spend focusing on your recovery? These things matter. And throughout my whole journey, it took a long time to be okay with knowing that. And it was something that I knew, like, oh, I should focus on my recovery. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that, you know, I didn't need those couple of bites of granola or whatever, the snacks, the this, ah, yeah, yeah, but it's so small. But as soon as I cut that shit out or added that shit in, just depending on what it was, I was like, oh, okay. So now I don't feel like I'm spinning my wheels trying to see progress. I'm actually taking steps forward. And this really came down for me specifically to nutrition. Um, There was something I struggled with the most. So the snacking aspect of things, right? What's the difference if I have one little bite of this or I have one little Chips Ahoy cookie? If I have a couple of chocolate chips as I walk by the kitchen, like who cares? Who cares? Who cares? It's small. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I told myself that over and over and over again, thinking Okay, it didn't matter then. Fuck it. I convinced myself it didn't. And then when I started to dial back on the stupid little snacks, I started to dial back on the random handfuls of chocolate. I started to dial back on, you know, the excess bites and things here and there. And I started again, back to number one, focusing on my meals and whole foods. I didn't feel like I was stepping in the gym every day, starting from square one. Like I used to wake up feeling pretty bloated, pretty sluggish, pretty blech, not so great. Probably didn't eat super awesome the night before. And then I would go to the gym. I would sweat my ass off. I would kill my workout because that's what I love. And I would feel better. And it had to kind of happen in that regard. So then after my workout, I felt good. And I could move about the rest of my day. But if I ever didn't work out, I felt that grossness because I was trying to, you know, I had to like sweat out all of the shit that I ate basically. And it doesn't work like that. And we'll get to that in a second as well. But your nutrition, your small things, they matter a lot. And when I started cutting those things out, like I said, I was able to not feel like I was just working out to get rid of the shit food I ate. I was working out to take a step forward. I was working out to, you know, improve my physique, not just make up for whatever it would be. And then the same thing really does apply to things like your steps, your water, your sleep, things of that nature, because If you have a physical goal, that goal comes down to everything going on in your body at all times. And I know that sounds overwhelming and probably a little intimidating, but if you're not sleeping well, your body can't build muscle. If you're not sleeping well, your hunger cues are going to be all out of whack. You're not going to be able to stick to your macro targets. You're not going to be able to burn body fat. If you're not focusing on your recovery, taking time off, being intentional with repairing the muscle tissue, you're not going to grow. You're going to stay put exactly as you are right? These little things matter. And when you start to catch yourself saying like, oh, well, I got close. Nope. Nope. It should be a huge red flag. You should have alarms and sirens going off in your brain when you start to think that way and say, shit, whatever I'm talking about right now, fuck, I got to do it because it does matter. It matters a lot. And if you start to reframe that way of thinking, guess what, guys, not just in your fitness journey, but everything in your life, 
that is where we start to see astronomically different progress, different people, different things popping up where it's like, holy shit, I didn't even know I was capable of that. It's the small things that matter and they matter a ton. Mindset shift number four. I love this one. You cannot reward the progress you've made with the behavior you're trying to escape. I'm going to say that again. Mindset shift. You can't reward the progress you've made with the behavior you're trying to escape. So you are looking to lose weight, right? You've been on it with your diet. You've been on it with your food. You've been on it with your nutrition and your meal prep and your training and your steps and your water and all this shit for weeks and weeks. And all of a sudden, holy shit, I hit, you know, five pounds down. And what's most people's immediate response is, I'm getting pizza tonight. I'm getting ice cream. Well, I hit this marker. I can relax. I can dial back. I can take a deep breath. I can relax and chill out a little bit. No. If you're rewarding that progress five pounds down with a behavior you're trying to escape getting pizza every night, what do you think that does? It resolidifies that all or nothing mindset and essentially puts you right back in the in 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 the hamster wheel. Right back in the cycle of, you know, reverting back to those old habits. Cause when you lose 10 pounds, you're going to do the same thing. And then maybe instead of losing 10 pounds, we really only lost eight pounds because we went, went and ate a bunch of shit food. And then you keep going, keep going, keep going. You cannot reward the progress you've made with the behavior you're trying to escape. AKA you're trying to build a habit of going to the gym and you've made it to the gym three times this week. And that was your goal and you feel awesome. So to reward that progress, you make sure you take the next four days off. You sit your ass on the couch and you don't go. How good do you think that habit of going to the gym is? How great do you think that progress is going to be? It's not. It's not. It's a constant cycle of all or nothing. I can be all in for this finite period of time because then, thank God, I can take a breather and be all out, right? I can be all in to lose these 10 pounds because I've got a wedding coming up and I need to look good. But as soon as that's done, thank God, I can go back to ordering Taco Bell. I can get pizza every Friday night. Who cares about the gym? If you're rewarding the progress you've made with the habit and behavior you're trying to escape, there is only a matter of time before that then becomes your new routine. So that is a shift that I've had to learn again, going back to nutrition, even going back to workouts where I would go crazy, crazy, crazy for a vacation or something coming up and then look good, feel good, go into that vacation and reward myself all of that progress that I've made, reward myself with shit food and taking the whole week off from the gym and not taking my nutrition seriously. That's what I'm trying to get away from. So doing the thing doesn't mean I can go back to the thing. And that was a really hard shift uh, for me to just find a better balance of including little things throughout my journey that allow it to be sustainable, right? I don't wait until I've lost 10 pounds to be able to have a slice of pizza. Like, no, during that time, if I'm craving a slice of pizza, I'm going to log in the pizza. I'm going to have it help fit my macros. And we're going to move about the rest of my day. So that throughout the journey of reaching the goal that you have, you're not totally depriving yourself and creating this all or nothing mindset around your protocols. And the next mental shift that I had through my journey that was a little bit eye-opening for me was, you know, average work yields average results. And it was the question, and the question I still ask myself pretty regularly is like, how hard are you working really? Like, how tough was that workout really? And add that last really in there. Because to go to the gym, get a workout in, and then you're eating this, you're doing that, you're going that, because you got a workout in. Like, well, how hard was it? How hard are we actually working when we start to get frustrated with the progress that we are not seeing? We're starting to get frustrated that things are moving slow. We're starting to get frustrated that the scale is not moving the way we want it to move. Well, how much are you really doing? 
Are you doing what's required or are you going above and beyond? Are you doing what's necessary or are you making sure every thought, action, behavior, tactic, strategy in your day is geared toward that goal? That is an entirely different situation. If you're just kind of doing what has to get done, you can expect results that are kind of just going to come maybe. Average work yields average results. If you want above average, you want to see incredible results, you want to reach a goal that is certainly out there, you have to be willing to put in an enormous amount of work all of the fucking time. And the average person won't get it. And that is okay. This journey, these goals, this mindset, it's not for everyone. And that is okay. Not everyone is after what we're after. Not everyone is going for the goals that you have. So don't expect the average person to understand your non-average goals. Don't expect the average person to support your above average work ethic. They're going to be confused. They're going to ask questions. They're going to probably make fun of you at one point or the other. It really comes down to them not understanding and not being able to apply it themselves. So they're going to tear you down until you stop applying it yourself. Don't let them. If you want above average results, you have to be willing to put in above average work. I did an entire podcast on this. That is why on all of my merch, there's a giant sign right on the back that says average is over. We're not accepting mediocre behavior, mediocre ways of thinking, or mediocre people into our lives if you want something great. This is a message I stand by wholeheartedly in every aspect of my life. And again, why I rep a hoodie that says average is over on the back of it. And if you want one for yourself, you can tap the link in the description of this episode. But that was a mindset shift that really helped me during this time because I thought I was doing the most. I thought I was crushing my workouts. I was doing this. Nothing was changing. Wasn't seeing any progress. It's getting real damn frustrated with the whole thing. And I started to realize like, oh, okay, well, I am missing out on the small things that I talked about earlier. I haven't really hit my step goal. I don't really pay attention to what my nutrition looks like. I just kind of eat healthy. Like those things are fine. That's for the average Joe Schmo. But if your goals are to look above average, we can't be doing like the average Joe Schmo thing. Oh, I do eat healthy. No, do you track your macros? Do you hit your protein every day? Do you drink enough water every day? Do you hit enough steps every day? Do you go to sleep? Do you take your mindset seriously? Do you have a morning routine? Like those things are the above average work that has to be put in in order to get the results that you want to get. And I had to have that hard conversation, a little bit of tough love with myself. Like, well, fuck, I'm actually not working that hard. That workout this morning that I, you know, rewarded myself with this giant Chipotle bowl for really wasn't that challenging. I really could have given it a little bit more. And if you have no idea to the perception of what hard work really looks like, this is also why I highly recommend hiring a coach or someone who can kick your ass a couple of days a week. Because until you have that personal experience of what hard work really looks like, you have no idea to the uh, to how, fa- how how short you fall in that spectrum. And that's to no fault of your own. This is a big thing why I always advocate for playing sports growing up too, even if it was not like a super challenging sport or something you didn't take that seriously, to have that understanding of what it feels like to be pushed and to be pushed to your limit and to be asked things of and to be required to do certain things you don't want to do. Those lessons are incredibly valuable for every aspect of your life because eventually you're going to have to do that for yourself. You're going to have to hold yourself to that standard. You're going to have to push yourself in the middle of a workout when nobody's watching, when you want to skip out in your last set and your last couple of reps and you figure you should just go a little lighter and those excuses start rolling in. That's what the average Joe Schmo does. Okay, so if you want to be great, you have to put in great amounts of work all the fucking time. Next up is your nutrition determines your progress. 
always. And I've touched on this quite a bit already, as you guys can probably tell, this is a very, very important one. This determines how you look, okay? You can take a month off of the gym, a month off of the gym. And if you crush your nutrition, macros are on point, you're eating what you need to be eating all the time, every single day, every meal for that month, you will really probably not look very much different at the end of the month. Your nutrition determines your progress. So if you are unhappy with how you look or the progress that you are making, look at your food. Look at your food. This was the biggest aha moment for me when I went from snacks to actual meals, when I stopped putting random crap in my body all day long, when I stopped excessively drinking in college and all of these things. And I started to say, holy shit, I look good. I feel good. I'm energized. I'm excited. I'm sleeping better. I'm noticing strength. I'm no all of these things started to happen when I started to recognize that nutrition was not something to be taken lightly. So whether your goal is weight loss or muscle building or body recomposition or whatever it may be, your nutrition determines that progress. And especially if your goal is weight loss, especially, especially, especially if you want to lose any bit of fat on your body, stop worrying so much about how much cardio to do or what workout to do or how to target this and start dialing in on your nutrition. Going off of that too, mindset shift number, what are we at, seven here? Uh, less is more in the gym, which kind of goes hand in hand in that. If you're crushing your macros, less is more in the gym, okay? Less weight, less exercises, more intentional. It's about how you do the workout versus what the workout is. And I know that sounds crazy, but when I first started my fitness journey and I was writing workouts for myself, I used to think about how many exercises I could possibly do in this leg day. Like, I wish, I'm so pissed. I had all of my workouts. I, I use my notes app on my phone for everything. Every thought that I have, every, you know, idea, every workout, I'd use it for everything. And a while ago, I had gotten a new phone and it wiped my notes app clean and I did shed a couple of tears, but I wish I still had access to it because all of my workouts back from like 2019, when I first started trying to write my own workouts and strength training on my own, they were all in there. And I shit you guys not, leg day would be like 15 different exercises with this crazy fucking finisher at the end. And same thing for upper body, same day for this, same day. It, it was so much volume. And I used to have to like half-ass pretty much a lot of the exercises with the idea and understanding that I got a lot left to go. It was kind of like running a marathon. You can't start the marathon with a full-ass, full-paced fucking sprint for the first 10 miles. Like you're going to probably gas yourself pretty quick. and You're not going to be able to finish the marathon. My workouts were a fucking marathon. Okay. They were so long, so much volume, and it was so counterproductive because my body really only needed, you know, five to six exercises, a really strong stimulus to be able to break down what I needed to break down and rebuild, right? Break down my legs and then rebuild. And then any exercises after that, you're just continuing to break down, break down, break down. Break. There's no benefit to it. So less exercises is absolutely key when it comes to seeing progress in the gym, as long as you're being intentional with how you are doing them. And I did write less weight as well for this kind of category. And the reason I say that is because trying to simply hit a PR every time you go in the gym or every time you do an exercise, it's counterproductive because I see a lot of people compromise form. They compromise mind-muscle connection. They compromise a lot of what that exercise should be doing for them, simply trying to increase the weight. So yes, progressive overload is really important, but to always be worried about just the weight that you're using versus how it feels, how it looks, if you're even feeling your hamstrings in this exercise versus just trying to move the weight, that matters a ton. 
So being really intentional with your time in the gym and then following it up with some fucking killer nutrition, you are going to be a weapon as far as your progress goes. And it'll feel so much less frustrating than doing the most in the gym, followed by a crazy finisher, followed by crazy cardio, dumping your nutrition out the window and then repeat, repeat, repeat where fuck yeah, you are still putting in two plus hours of work in the gym, but it's not going to pay off because it ain't the right kind of work and your nutrition sucks. So pair these two together and I promise you will start seeing incredibly different results. Number eight, and I had said this one to myself and continued to repeat it, honestly, since COVID. So COVID for me was, uh, like I said, I had access to pretty much a full freaking gym that my friend had and nothing to do. So I worked out all the time. And this was like a really big transitional phase for me in my journey where I did start lifting more. I was eating more. I was putting out a ton of muscle. A lot of my mindset shifts occurred during this time because it was such a vital and important piece of kind of what I was doing literally all hours of the day, every day. So this mindset shift kind of revolves around you. So you cannot resent the actions necessary to reach the goals that you set for yourself. Think about that. If you set a goal of losing 10 pounds, You cannot resent or hate or get mad or get frustrated or annoyed at the requirements to lose 10 pounds. Why? Because you set that goal. You wanted to lose 10 pounds. Nobody asked you to do it. Nobody told you you had to do it. Nobody chained you down and said, what is your goal for the summer? And you said, fuck, lose 10 pounds. Like you did this. You wanted this. You now need to own and take responsibility for all of the actions necessary to get there. And you can't hate it. You cannot hate yourself to that goal. So I remember doing this or having this conversation with myself. I was like taking a walk. It was when I started prioritizing my steps. Uh, I was taking a walk during that time. It was like the middle of the summer and I was getting so fucking hot. I was so tired. I was so sweaty. And I started saying, what, what the fuck is the point of this? Why am I doing this? Why am I out on a walk? What am I even listening to this podcast for? What, what, what is the purpose? And I started to recognize like, holy shit, I'm getting mad at myself for the goals that I set for me. Like, that's ridiculous. Again, my brain and my body fighting each other, being at war with each other. My body's trying to hit these steps, one foot in front of the other. My brain is saying, don't hit these steps. Who cares about these steps? Fuck these steps, right? And like that conversation is a recipe for disaster. I was super frustrated. And I started to recognize, like, I set these goals. I wanted blank for me. So I can't hate the necessary actions in order to get there. So whatever your goal is, whatever you're striving for, you can't get mad that you need to meal prep. You can't get mad that all your friends are going out to eat and they're ordering endless rounds of drinks, burgers, and fries, and you're eating uh, a grilled chicken dish and stuck with your one drink. Like You can't get mad at that because you're doing that for your goals. Like, enough said. So whatever the actions are, you can get a little frustrated, I'm sure. Like, the burgers and fries sound great. Endless rounds of margaritas sound great. Why are we doing this? What goal did you have? Why is that important to you? Come back to that reasoning and you'll start to hate the actions a little bit less and be able to stick with it a little bit more. And last but not least, the mental shift that I continue to have with myself that really allowed me to see progress is there is no end game. There's no end. There's no finish. There's no when I reach blank, I can stop. If that's the way you're thinking about fitness, you should stop already. And I mean that because there will be a very distinct period of time where you do reach that goal. Hopefully you do hit that weight loss milestone. You do fit into that size, whatever your goal is. And you're going to say, whew, thank God, kick my feet up. I got here. I'm done. Newsflash. That progress, 
doesn't just stick around if you stop doing what you what you did to get there. Going back to you can't reward the progress you've made with the behavior you're trying to escape. You can't hit that 10 pound down goal and say, thank God I can stop going to the gym now. Because guess what? We're going to start gaining that weight back. Like There is no end game. And that's not to intimidate anyone or get anyone stressed out. Like, holy shit, I have to do this for the rest of my life. Like you should want to do this for the rest of your life. You should enjoy this so much. The process of becoming the healthiest, fittest, most badass version of you. You should enjoy it so much that you're so excited to see what the next 10 years brings. You're so excited to see what your routine looks like in, in 15 years from now, or excited to see, you know, you, you being that role model for your kids later down the line. Like that should be so exciting for you. So to look at this as a, am I there yet? Am I done yet? Not the way you want to think about things, not the mindset that's going to allow any sort of sustained progress. And truthfully, it's going to wind up causing you to hate this progress and hate this whole journey uh, more than you need to. There is no end game. This is a forever thing. This is a forever relationship that you are building with yourself mentally and physically in order to be the healthiest version that you could possibly be. Nine mindset shifts, nine things I tell myself, nine tactics, strategies, you know, expertise that I have given to each of you as far as your fitness journey goes and things that I've learned along the way. And I had to learn them the really hard way. Don't do that. Don't go test the waters. Don't go say like, oh, maybe I could get away. No, you can't. You can't because I've tried. I've tried and I failed and I tried and I failed and I tried and I failed and I wasted years of my journey trying and failing. And there's no need for any of you to do that if you are listening to today's episode. Put these things into play. Put them into play today. Make that shift. Have that aha moment. Reflect on your journey. Don't just say, no, I think I'm doing good. Like, no, are you doing good? Not I think. Not I'll, I'll try. Not maybe I will. No. We will, we must, we have to. And these are the goals that we set for ourselves for that purpose. So don't take these lightly. These are the most important things that I continue to live by every single day for my own journey, my own progress, and will continue to use moving forward. I will probably be adding to this list again as the time goes on. And I continue to get more and more experience through this journey. But these things have been the biggest aha eye-opening moments for me um, as far as the mental transition and the mental shifts of my fitness journey. And the mental shifts happen. The physical changes happen. You're a lot less at war with yourself. You start to understand that you are in control. You feel in control and it feels fucking good, okay? So put these into play ASAP, ASAP. And if you want to continue this conversation, we do have a Mental Reps Podcast Facebook group where we will be going through each of these nine things and how exactly we are implementing them on a daily basis. So if you want to join in on the group, you want to join in on the fun, you can tap the link in today's description and I will let you in ASAP. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. And I appreciate you also just letting me give you guys a little life update of what the heck is going on in my world. And I will catch you all next week.